okay. So yesterday we began the ninth parak and we were discussing Kilaim. So this, let's continue. This is now Daf Mem. When it comes to Pishtan, when it comes to flax, meaning the issue of linen and wool being mixed together, I would think that the term the Pishtan could apply more broadly. Afilu shel yam, afilu kanbus, even other type of varieties, if you like, of the water type or hemp. The Mishnah, the, sorry, the Gemara says, semero pishtim. So the, the Gemara says that the Torah connects semero and pishtim together, and they learn one from the other. We're going to keep on doing this throughout the Daf. It says, mat semer she'ein lo shem levai, just as wool. We're talking about wool that doesn't have another name next to it. In other words, stum wool is sheep wool. We're going to explain that soon, exactly why that is. But it's the only wool that's asur in Kilaim is sheep wool, not camel wool, not any other wool that needs another term next to it to describe it. So, so to af koldavash en shem lavai, so to pishtan, it also is only those things that have no other name associated with it, stam pishtan, which is our flax or linen. Or you take the flax plant to make linen, just to make it clear. Okay, minai she'en lo shem lavai. So how do we know when it comes to wool? So when it says tzemer, it's referring to sheep wool. Samri b'shu ben levi, it says k'tiv, and this is in Malachim, it says, Umesha Melech Moab, Mesha, the king of Moab, Hayan Noked. He was a Noked. So the Gemara interjects now, breaks up the past, he goes, Mahu Noked. What's a Noked? He was a Ro, he was a shepherd. And it says, Veshivla Melech Israel. He used to give the king of Israel, I think it was Achav at the time. And then after he died, he ended up rebelling. But at the time, he used to give him Meya Elef Karim. He used to give him Meya Elef. That's 100,000 Karim, lambs. Umeya Elef Elim, Samer. Now, the way the Pasuk's constructed by saying Meya Elef Eilim Tzamer, but not, and not Tzemer Eilim or Tzemer Meya Elef Eilim, it just simply Tzamer on its own. The Mafashim understand here, it's constructed in such a way to teach us that Tzemer, generally Stam Tzemer means sheep's wool. Okay. And therefore, Ein Lecha Karui Tzemer Ele Tzemer Eilim Bilbad. Okay, that ends the Tzemer Pishtim. Now he says, If you recall in the beginning of the parak, we mentioned other halachas that are also dependent on Tzemer Pishtim. So, it's, so when it comes to Nagaim, meaning the Tzarat that affects clothing, that only affects clothing that is Semer Pishtim. And it says, Dichtiv Beged Semer or Beged Pishtim. So it's quite clear the Pasuk explicitly said it's limited to those two, to those two um, fabrics. So, so Yahuyu Metamim Bein Tzfuin Bein Sheinam Tzfuin. Is it possible then that, that um, Kilai, sorry, that Tzarat can affect even dyed fabrics from Semer Pishtim? Uh, which uh, we know halakhically we cannot if you look at Mishnahs. It says, Tamalomar, Beged Semer, or Beged Pishtim. The fact we're connected to connecting Beged Semer and Beged Pishtim together um, implies that we can learn one from the other, like we saw, like we saw by Kilaim. Ma Pishtim Kibriata, just as Pishtim. Now, when it comes to flax, it sounds like it doesn't really take to dyes so well. So, therefore, it, it, when it comes to Pishtim, the stammer understanding is it's, the, it's its natural color. After semer, so to semer, sarat only will affect wool if it's kibriato in its natural color. So therefore, the Gemara continues, then the Gemara asks, would you think then maybe I'm only excluding those that are, have human interjection, meaning those that are dyed by man. However, those things that are naturally colored, so say wool from a black sheep, maybe that would, sarat could affect that. Tamalomar lepishtim. Meaning Pishtim and Tzamer are connected together. Ma Pishtim Lavana, just as we find the linen is that they're naturally a white. After Semer, so too, again, we'd learn one from the other that that Semer is also restricted to just white. Now, what the Gemara says is it reflects on our Mishnah. It says, Taninan Tre Klalim. We mentioned two Klalim in our Mishnah. 
we mentioned, in other words, we mentioned that first klal is that kilaim is only minikile begadim. So, um, shatnis is only wool and linen. We also mentioned the other klal by sarat that it's also only impacts wool and linen. But it says velo damien din ladin, but they're not similar to one another. Why? That the issue of kilaim um, by, as in shatnas, by wool and linen, doesn't make a difference if it's bein svuim or bein levanim. It doesn't make a difference if it's colored or not. It's still a problem of um, kilei begadim. However, taninam, but we've also learned in our Mishnah, we also learned when it comes to Nagaim, it can only affect Semopishtim. And there it's Bilvad Levanim. It can only impact it if it's white. So the Klali mentioned the Mishnah, not the same. So then Rabiona Botsraya asks a question, there when it comes to Kilaim, despite the fact you learned, we saw how we learned um, Semer and Pishtim one from the other. There, he said, it doesn't make a difference if it's colored or not. But when it comes to Sarat, that impacts Nige Begadim, that impacts clothing, we said when you learn one from the other, you do limit it. You do limit it to only being white. So why is that? In one case, we restrict it by the color, another we don't. So it's different. Shana Alavakatu, because the Torah at the very end, um, the, uh, is it the Rashi says it? Uh, do, 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 do. Um, no, it's, it's a Marafulda. He says, it says, mm-hmm. In other words, the Pasuk repeats itself again by stressing Semer or Pishtin. It could have just said, Beged, just by clothes. As well. Like the the fact that the Torah is going over itself and repeating again Semer Pishtin is In other words, we have an extra hekesh, if you like, but two, to restrict it even further by color. Okay, that's why the, uh, the conclusion by kilaim is different to that by clothes. Okay, let's continue. Now we're talking about the clothing of koanim. We said the clothing of koanim is only, what is only um, uh, tzemer and pishtim, or either wool or linen, or both, you'll see in a moment. So um, it said, the Gemara continues. He has to wear a ketonet, this cloak that is bad, made of bad. Now we don't know what bad is. The question is, bad Bad seems to imply something that grows up in single stalks. So it sounds like bad here, um, if it was a Rosh Srilio, um, in other words, he says it grows on a single stalk. This is a Rosh Srilio explains it. Kane yechidi, comes up as a single stalk. If it doesn't have branches, klachim. And the pishtan comes straight from the central store. So it comes up singularly. Okay. In other words, that seems to suggest what is this thing that grows bad, bad? I would assume the only thing that grows bad, bad or comes out bad, bad might be this, um, this flax. Um, the, but, but wool also comes out as single strands. So why do you say bud could imply wool? So perish be Kabbalah. It, where the explanation of this, the way we understand it, actually comes from not Kabbalah, Kabbalah, but rather from the Sefer Yecheskel. It says as follows: which means when you come into the Kodesh Hakodeshim, you cannot wear semer. The actual the full pasuk is: big day you should wear clothes of pishtim, pishtim is, uh, is a linen, 
Meaning you go inside, you can't wear wool. Mashma what? If you're in Azara, it implies that it's muta lotalem, you can wear wool. Okay, if it's saying, in other words, right inside, you can't wear wool. Mashma what? You can wear wool outside. So now, so now we understand that Bud would, um, oh, sorry, we can learn it, from, we, can, we can understand that, um, that we have wool and linen in the base of Migdash, we can see quite clearly from the, from Yechezkel. So, so how do we know that the Koenim were able to wear Kilayim? In other words, they actually wore Kilayim while serving the base of Migdash. Shnemar, as it says, mitznefet shesh. Now again, we don't know what shesh is. Mitznefet is the term. Bet the the is the term. The vad. Also, they had clothing of vad. vad shesh Also, the 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 belt was It had bad. Also, had bargaman. And we see in another pasuk it says This is back now, back in Yechezkel. Pa'are this uh, term that says was pishdan yuab so, what the Gemara da does, at dara shesh mi shesh, shesh mi pare, and pare mi pare. So, how does that work? I read Reb Chaim. He says, shesh mi shesh, meaning, meaning in the first pasuk, it says, shesh dichtiv bekra kama, ve'et ha'evnet shesh, we've got the belt. You can learn from the migbaot shesh. And it says, shesh mi pare, and now the term migbaot, it says, ve'et um, pare migbaot shesh. So you see pare and big pare and shesh mentioned together. So the shesh being more tibet's law pare and pare hamigbaot shesh and pare mi pare you can learn pare from the other pasuk, which is the other pasuk in Cheskel. The pare was referring to pishta. We kind of learn that shesh in the avnet was min pishta. Okay, so after that sort of connection, like connecting the dots all together, a b c d, we eventually get to the point that the avnet was made of pishta of linen. Then it adds. Um, however, umash and but also mixed into that was mash. It was tolachani uh, and also tchelat. It says ma tolat davar shesh chaim. So we'll get to that in a second. That, that's a separate thing. That's a, 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 just so we don't confuse ourselves. But Moshe says milta But just to close off the point, the belt had linen. It also had what wool, and it also had wool in it because it had tchelat. Tchelet, the dyes were niklad who said in wool. So you see the migbaot, the belts themselves were made of tchelet. Okay? So that's how we know that actually the coin in the base of Migdash actually wore tchelet. That was part of the begadim. Then it adds, then it adds now the grass is, you should take all this out from here, all the, like the next two lines until what I have is two dots. However, we, um, Fashim continue. As I said, the Pnei Moshe says, this is a actually milta acharita. He says, mash ni tolat av kol What's this referring to? It says the tolat. This is the the this is this is the kalis make crimson from, and used to take that from a living creature. Af koldavar. If you can learn, af tchelet for argaman, was also came from came from it was argaman semer min behemashu sheyesh poruachai, and hareat shatchelet min semeru. So therefore, the just as a tolat was a as we said uh, was a min. Uh, it, like something we understand also this is where Chaim explains it uh, I'll show you the Mitzvah in a second but he understands that therefore you see that what that the that the Tchelet and Argaman had to come from wool from a living creature however the, the Marafulda says he says just as the um, 
tolat came from a dam tolat aftchelet the tchalat chelet hanushish boruachaim had to come from a creature that was a living creature you couldn't make that that kalatchelet from any other synthetic or or, or other um or other uh, plants like substance like kalaila I think it's called isn't it um, that they also made that, that they could make that color from so that's how you know it has to come from this um, creature that um, many people think or some people think they've uh, discovered okay fine let's continue so too just as we saw by um, by by uh, by kilaim also we saw by um, by Tzara'at, also here by the Big Day Koinim, we understand that Semer Pishtim has to also be things that are simply, that doesn't have another name to describe it, has to be wool from a um, sheep and this linen straight from flax. Right. Let's now continue. Rabbi Yonah says as follows, Ula bar Yishmael b'shem Rabbi Lazar says, Semer Pishtim shetarfan asur. If you have Semer Pishtim and they're blended together, to make this, uh, to make strings or the like, just to blend it together, that's obvious, that is Asur. So the question is, what should he do? What does it mean that you do? Meaning, you'll see in a second. What you can do, now this is quite an interesting case. We said before in our Mishnah, that if you have a mix, a blend of wool, if you like, that came from a camel and actual sheep's wool, if it's in the majority that it's camel, hair or wool, if you want to call it that, then it is mevatalit. And then what? Then you can have that, whatever that fabric is you make after it, you can have it with linen, it's not kilayim. Because the wool component is batel. And what's interesting here is, you can eat, what the Gemara is saying is, you can even do that lechachila. Okay, I'll read your Chaim. Kogon im yeshu litra tzemer achalim, mevi litra v'od tzemer gemalim. You bring, you mevatalit, mevatlan, l'shor rechalim. Because you can have uh, camel wool along with, uh, with linen. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, you might ask a question. Uh, and it says, I'll skip the line. Now, let's say there's a fancy uh, company that wants to produce this, uh, this camel blended uh, wool uh, in, a, in a proportion that the wool is mavatal and you can have some lining with linen. There wouldn't be any problem in fabricating that. You're not mavatal isulachila. Why? Mishum de ain kan isu vaheter. Detsemer upishtan kolechadlaatmo heter. Why? And this is a very important principle. Wool on its own, before you blended it with this um with with this camel's wool, is uh, is not actually not, there's no isu there. You're not mavatal isur. It's actually at that point a heter. The isur is the two coming together. So if ahead of time you mavatel the wool, the, this wool inside it, it's not mavatel isur achilu. Mavatel something that's heter. That's why that's an important point. Ela tarvot shneim is only the isur, right? Omakom de tuleka tarvot shumein by say isur. Okay, let's continue. Amar Rav Amar Amar Bar Rav Huna b'shem Rav Yirmiya. Tzemeru pishim shetarfan shetarfan batlan. Now what it sounds like. Is it if you blend semer pishti in one or the other, you can mavatel one in the other, which is uh, difficult. Rav Amar, Asur You can't. If you're blending directly wool and linen together, I don't care who's in the majority, that's kshatnas. So the Gemara asks, Ma miflig? Is there really a machlekas here? It can't be. Ma da Amar Rav, 
ועשהו בגד בפני עצמו, מה אתם רואים ברבי? In other words, when we're talking about שיטת רב ורץ עשהו, that's when you're taking the wool and linen and, and blending together, that's clearly going to be עשהו. However, that's our case we said before. When does he say you can, you can utilize bittel to effectively have wool and linen together? That's when you mevatel the wool in another, like we said, the tzemer gemalim. First, mevatel, then you can have it along with your linen. Okay, let's continue. Rav Hillel Barvalas Hayalo Beged Bi Shloshim Riboa. He had a very, very expensive garment, Bi Shloshim Riboa dinner. Uh, 30, like 300,000 you can sell it to someone as a death shroud. Why? Because no, you still claim for someone who's dead. Um, the the kaim ilave, you've got vahava here, the kaim ilave adahu, not mevarech, adu mecharech. That's what Reb Chaim reads it. In other words, and make sure you stand there and witness it being used to wrap up a met. Why? Because it's very expensive. Someone will go, yeah, yeah, I'm getting it for a mess. And, and the next thing you know, he's wearing it, he's walking down the street wearing this very expensive garment. Okay. But in other words, you don't have to burn it. You can find another, there's no isur hana'a associated with kilai. The, isur of, the only isur is, as we said, wearing it. So you can sell it. But again, you have to be careful not be over on lifna either. So you engineer a situation where it'll be used as a death trial. That was his solution. So Amrav Chagai says, he says as follows, Rabbi Shmuel Bar Yitzach, mighty mani bibi katsre. He bought some clothing back from a, a, a koves, a londra. Umaiti alave asara, you got chut in here, I've got Rabbi Chaim says chayatin, umafashimilei. He got 10 different tailors to go through and inspect it, like professional shatnas checkers, um, if you like to go through it. So Amrav Chagai, Rav Chai says, Rav Shmuel bar Rav Yitzhak having mafkid go beite, would instruct in his houses, de lo mok me naval de amar, me kamin naval de chitan, begin peifa. Which means he would instruct that the rolls of wool and the rolls of linen, like this naval de amar, amar is imra, like wool, me kame and put it right next to naval de kitna, kutna is, not kutna, kitan, sorry, is linen, begin me peifa, because we're scared that the threads or fabrics might end up mixing with one another. Okay, let's continue. Now we also mentioned the issue of having linen, not linen, but silk with wool. That we said you can have the issues of what appears like, even though it's not asum minatora, but it's asum mishumarad ayin. So Gemara first explains what's shiraim. Shiraim is metaksa. That's how it's referred to. And what is kalach? That is agbin kesaraya. Kesaraya, sorry. So those, that's what they're referred to. So Amrav Shimon, sorry, Ben Gamliel, Shimon Gamliel says, I spoke to all the sailors, those, you know, travel the world and they know these things. But Amru, they said, no, 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 Kalcha Shmuel. You know what Kalcha is? It's Kalcha. That's its name. There's no other, that, that's exactly what it is. So now we continue. Rav Amar, this is a really fundamental Gemara. Rav says, that's our principle. Anything even if you're in the middle of absolutely nowhere, you're in the basement and no one's going to see what you're doing, the issue of marit ayin still applies. However, what the Gemara does now, it's going to bring about six different kashas on it. So we're going to move around just to see where the uh, it appears that there that we're not concerned, Mishnah and the like, 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 that
The first is, it says, Pishtan Shitzavua Becheret. If you've got Pishtan, so a, 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 usually we said Pishtan is normally white. It can't be dyed. But you colored it with Cheret. Cheret's like a, like a, a soot or a, like a black ink. And that's usually used to color wool. So from a distance, that might look like a woolen garment, even though it's really linen. It says, Lo yasamimenu, you should not make imra, you shouldn't you should make imra mafursama. You should not make fringes on it of linen because it looks like it's kilayim. This mufursab makom mufursam out there. However, bakarim vaksatot mutar, if you're talking about beds and uh, mattresses and pillows, then that's mutar. You see here, it makes a difference if it's barabib or baseter. So it's, that's, uh, that is kasha number one. Next, kasha number two. Mani pigalarav. We've got another kasha. Nit pazru maltav azar. Let's say someone dropped their purse and all these coins fall in front of Azara. Loye socheach umelaket. You shouldn't bend down to pick it up. Because it looks like shloye mikemishtachavel avadazara. It looks like you're bowing to this avadazara. However, it's in a place, a more secluded location, then it's mutar. Once again, you see there's a difference here between if it's Pharisee or Beseter. Next, number three. What that had here, that have sometimes these um, fountains, and they've got, I'm not sure, I've seen this in people's houses in Kuslaritz where there's like this face of a lion or a face of a human and out of the mouth, it's like, it's like this, this water's coming out into this little bowl and it recirculates. Anyway, but it seems to be they used to have these type of things. Um, and it says, you shouldn't drink from it. Why? Because, uh, so, so you shouldn't put your mouth on it to drink. Because it looks like you're now kissing the Vodazara. However, once again, if it's in a private location, then go for it. I mean, it's secluded. No one's going to see. You can take a drink. Again, we see issues of merit. Ayin doesn't apply. Kasha number four. When you're shechting an animal, you should not shecht it and collect the... And, and this is, you might be doing this for cleanliness reasons, but collect the blood in a little hole. Now, the reason for that is that was a minhag of the minim to do so. And they would do collect it for like a Bodhazara purposes. Avalo say what you can do if it's in your house. Avalo say guma batoch beito. You can do a house. In order that the blood will collect that. You're doing that for cleanliness. See, it's the difference inside and outside. I mean, you shouldn't do in the market an open place because, again, because, again, that would encourage or the minim would say, ah, see, you're doing archaic practice. Kasha number five. This is referring to someone that walks through, gets very wet on Shabbos, walks the river or the like. And it says when he gets to his chatzar, he can take it off and he can put them, he can spread them out to dry in the chatzar, but not in a place where it'll be publicly visible. Now, once again, what's a concern? People think, oh, he did his laundry on Shabbat. But it says... Oh, I will tell you that it's Reishin Aleph in the Mishnah Sure, you just did the Mishnah Burah, sure? Yeah. Okay. But it says here, but if it's not Kenegada Am, if it's not Kenegada Am, then it's okay. So again, what, how do we, like, it seems to be there's no problem if it's Peseta. This is Kasha number six. Matnita Pligiarav, Bivshu Kom Kamur Arba Amot Rutrasarabin. Now, this refers to like a gutter that's going from one's house. This is a mission in Eruvin that is going and it's, and it's going under Rutrasarabin. Now, there's a machlok in the mission. The Rebbe says you can pour even into it. Why? Because generally the water would be absorbed um, in, the, in the gutter as it's going towards Rosh Sarabim. And even if it went out, your kavan is not to do, to do uh, hotza. 
Okay. However, the Chachamim says you can't pour directly into it. Uh, I'll read the, the mission actually. It says, Chachamim, um, if you cannot pour straight into it, about what you can do, that's what it says you can do. Now it says, Vataniela, the brightest says, and now why can't you do that? Because it looks like you're trying, trying to motzi lishus rabin directly. If it was a mazchila, now mazchila is also type of like a crank gutter or, or pipe work. Um, the Reb Chaim says, if it's mahalech mitach lakarka, if this pipe work is going under the ground, the inu boletet klum, it doesn't stick out. The inu the people can't see where that, that's where the water is coming from. Or it was a night kishamim, or it was a rainy season, so it was raining all over there. It's muta. However, if it's sinorot makalchin, it'd be asur. It says, what's sinorot makalchin? Reb Chaim says, afilu bonat kishamim, even if it's raining, rainy season, asurim, it's be asur if it's like spurting out water. Kishinireh hakiluach minatzro, it's clear that the water's coming straight out of this pipe. Rinakosh minutzinamayim. Okay, so it makes it, in other words, if it's mazchila, if it's somewhat concealed, but set there, it's okay, but like, Again, there's a chiluk. So Tani Bar Kafra, however, sorry, next by Tani Bar Kafra, if, however, this is like, uh, if, if we're dealing with a, a, a location, then we say it is mutar, once again. So in other words, it's a, it's a machalik if it's a matzanua or not. That's kasha number six. And it says, and the Gemara finishes, ilum pligim Yerushalmi concludes, indeed, you have to say Rav is cholek on these, uh, th- th- these bright, these Mishnah and the like, a cholek on Rav, there's no way to resolve them. That's the way the Yerushalmi concludes it. And it's actually interesting that the, uh, the Rosh Zerilio says that the, it continues with this Machalka Rishonim, do we paskin, I feel a bit, uh, what we do, but I'll leave halachic concerns to, what was it, Reish? <laughs> okay, your Mishnah Rosh here. Reish in Aleph. Yeah. Reish in Aleph, okay, that's it. Um, let's continue. Now, Bakarim Bakusatot. Now, let's talk about mattresses and pillows. Uh, we said that you, that would be ultimate out of Kilayim. Uh, it says, had a detainment, that's talking about Barakim, if they're not puffed up. About the Male, if they've got stuffing in them, then the concern is you put your body on it, the fibers will wrap around a person, and then it's getting Hana'a for them, and it's like wearing Kilayim, and that, that's what would be us. Similarly, it says, if it's Natun al Gabi Mistava, again, we're talking about if it's on like a hard bench. However, if it's on, uh, it's, it's the Bashal Etz, it says. Aval, if it's on a bed and you have this, uh, this uh, pillow, even without stuffing on it, since the, the surface will sag somewhat, it could wrap around you, but once again, it would be us. It says, uh, Okay, let's continue. Let's say someone's walking the marketplace and he discovers that he's wearing kilaim. Someone wear, sees you wearing, like he realizes he's wearing a Hugo, Hugo boss suit or something like that, and it's kilaim. So the Gemara says, They've got a machloket. Chad Amar, Chad says, Asur. Someone says, he says, Asur, you've got to take it straight off. The Charana Amar, that one says it's actually mutar. Now, the question is, he's wearing kilayim. What do you mean he can keep walking around in kilayim? It says, it says mandama asur, because it's different Torah. So it's right, so you're wearing kilayim. You've got to take it straight off. Mandama mutar, an individual that says uh, that it's mutar. Why? It's kahayda amar rebzir, like I said, was, like rebzir says, gadol kvod habriyot, kvod ar'o, kvod ar'abim, shu doche et ha-mitzvah. 
That when you've got something covered, so if this individual, assume he wasn't wearing a suit, let's say he was wearing a, some sort of clothing, and if you tell him to take it off, he's going to be walking around not wearing any clothes. That's why we have covered a brio, the respect of a human being, the honor of a person, is so chashav that he can even doicha the isra kilaim momentarily until he has opportunity to get to a place where he can change clothes um, fine. Okay? Uh, fine. Let's, let's, uh, let's continue. Tani. Now we saw this, uh, I think it was in Sechta Brachos, which it was that, um, that when it comes to Tumatamet for a Kohen and Kilayim in a Beit Midrash, we're not particular on it. Now, what does this mean? It's important to understand what this means. If you look at, uh, uh, look at Rukhaim, he says, Ein Mehmet, Lomar to what? To say to Kohenim that are Bnei Shiva, the sin learning, let's set me Beit Midrash to get out. Im Bamet, if there is a Met there. Now you think, one second, so the rice is not going to be close to a mat. The katvua poskim, Reb Chaim quotes a poskim, or Zarua, he quotes a ritva, etc. It's the kevan de bezet, the kevan de bezet, the kivan bezet, the tumat rabbanan. We must be talking about tumat rabbanan, which is kogon shahamet nimtza becheder acher, where the mat is in another room and the door is closed. It's sagur. Meaning the fact that the door is closed means doraita, it's in different space. The tumma is not entering the base midrash, the notameh. Because it's the only way for the tumor to go, we say We already say the other rooms considered tumor, the other people, it's already considered tamemet in the other room. So therefore, in other words, what Rabbi Chaim is saying that this sugya can must be understood. They're only talking about tumat met if you like midrabanan. In this way, that again, that the mess is met is in another room with the door closed. So midoraita. It's considered a separate space. Tumat oil doesn't spread. Only midrabanan because of We say that it's tamer. And similarly with kilaim in the Beit Midrash, he says it must be talking talking about sorts of kilaim midrabanan as well. Interestingly, now it said Riosi Haviyativ Amatni Pavatamamita. Riosi was learning, and there was some met in the Beit Midrash. Midinafak leilo marklum midyativ leilo marklum. Those that got out. Got up to leave, he didn't say anything to them. He didn't say you're doing the wrong thing, go to sit down. He didn't say you're doing the right thing either. And those who were sitting there not moving, he didn't say anything either. So he's just like kept the status quo. Now it says, So what happened? Ravimi was sitting there learning. He sees one person say to his friend, tell him, one second, you're wearing kilain. So what Ravimi says to him, You who told him about this kilain when you shouldn't have done so, you know what? You take off your clothes now and give it to him, right? Because you were unjustified in doing so. Because again, we said when it, it says, um, as we said, the Kilaim debate, Midrash. All right. Let's cheer today, everyone. Cool to everyone.